Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joy Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome, my friends. The numbers are toll-free, 1-866-405-8405, and we'd love to hear from you right now. Tell us what you're doing this weekend. Tell us about your pet. If you have questions about your pet, I think our dream team has pretty much covered here at Animal Radio. Uh, Joey Volani, the dog father, Joey Volani, what do you got on the docket here? You know, I'm going to talk about the connection of grooming and um, bonding with your pet and, you know, how it actually benefits your pet's health um, and actually your own health as well. Mm, doesn't surprise me, but I'll stick around to, to hear a little more about it. Uh, Tammy, I understand you're going to be talking about the accreditation of crematoriums. Several weeks back, you were mentioning about uh, the crematoriums that they the cremator- doing they mass do mass cremations. animals right. cremations, yeah. and you never know what you get back. Uh, is exactly. That, there's been news on that front, I take it? Absolutely. There is now an organization that has come up with an accreditation process that streamlines this whole procedure and outlines just how it should be done. So if somebody takes their animal to an accredited hmm. crematory now, they know darn well they're going to get just their animal's remains back okay it's about time we'll find out more about that coming up in just a few minutes also the fish tank kings are back you watch this on that geo that's Uh, awesome they were on uh, what was a couple of years ago and they made a Mm -hmm. tank for a stadium i'm going to say somewhere in florida the marlins yeah Yeah, the marlins Marlins stadium Mm -hmm. that was awesome well now they're working on one for caesar milan so we'll find out what that's about i Hmm. hope that caesar understands you're not supposed to put dogs behind (laughs) <laughs> in aquariums. In aquariums so or tanks. Let's hope. We'll find yeah. out in just a minute right here on Animal Radio. Let's go to the phones. Hi, Rochelle. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Fort Worth, Texas. Fort Worth, Texas. I hear it in your voice there. I have Dr. <laughs> Debbie right here. How can she help you? Debbie, Hi. I have a um, about a 12-year-old chihuahua who was neutered at a very young age. Still has some... Uh, uh, pillow tendencies, <laughs> and the doctor says that you know that should be where it we should have worn off a long time ago. Still hasn't. But my real issue was he's always been really, really bad about marking his territory and even anything in the house. But lately he's been doing it in my bed, and that's actually where he sleeps too. So I was yeah. just wondering, I'd, I'd heard that they may do things like that to get your attention if they have a urinary tract infection or something that he needs attention. Mm-hmm. He knows it's wrong, but it does it. I mean, I have to completely, I mean, he won't do it while I'm in the bed, but if I'm gone, he'll do it every time if I don't shut my door. Does he ever do it while you're sleeping in bed or it's when he no. has the opportunity? No, it's never when I'm there. All right. Well, we have a couple challenges here. First thing I'm going to tell you is doggies do not know when they're really doing wrong in the sense that they're making us mad. They know that we're getting, we're having a bad response, but they're not understanding that me peeing in the bed is a bad thing. They see our facial features. They see our body motions and they say, oh, mom's really pissed off at me right now. But he's not necessarily making that connection that peeing in the bed is bad. Exactly. So, um, the challenge is, um, yes, you, you ask if there could be some, you know, infection or medical cause, and it's certainly possible. 
I would be um, a little interested, though. Your little fella sounds like he's got a very strong little hormonal drive, even though those two little jewels were removed long ago. Absolutely. so when you say he was, uh, he has a problem with the pillow, is it he's doing the naughty to the pillow? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's his favorite okay. little pillow. <laughs> okay. I've even changed, I've even taken, take, gotten rid of the pillow, and he will find something else. Yeah. So. Yeah. And some dogs will continue to have this uh, tendency. Now, you didn't say if he was neutered when he was, uh, before he went into maturity, sexual maturity, or if it was after. It was after. It was after. Okay. Because some dogs will pick up some of these behaviors once they hit sexual maturity, and then they can continue to do them because they become a learned behavior. So even those hormones are gone, um, they still have that behavior. So um, my best advice with that is let him have that pillow and make sure you throw it off the bed before you go to bed so that he, no. it doesn't get confused. No, it's in another room. No, it's not anywhere near me. <laughs> Good. And, you know, if he's had any problems where he's urinated inappropriately over the years, again, this is going to make things kind of very challenging because if we have a pattern of continued urination in the house, um, there is that behavioral component and then there's possibly the medical component. And at 12 years of age, I'm going to say, I want to give your guy the benefit of the doubt. And I, w- I would want to check him out because infections are one thing, but in an older pet, we worry about kidney problems. Um, diabetes causing an excess thirst in urination, and even things like stones or crystals in the bladder. So those things can cause um, discomfort or an urgency to go. So I would say, yeah, I would want to make sure he's in good health and check those things out with your vet. Um, if he gets a clean bill of health and they say, no, this is just your fella being naughty, then then it's really challenging a, a, a fella his age to change all the rules and do things different. But that's kind of what it takes um, to physically uh, block him off from those areas where he favors in going um, or even putting up uh, other things that can kind of we use for cats when they're house soiling, taking plastic runners and putting that over the bedding, um, turning it upside down so those little spiky things are, are out, um, or making things just inaccessible, whether we block them off with doors, gates, what have you. That's it's really going to be one like, of the... I'm sorry. It's almost like, I mean, I don't know why the bed, all of a sudden he's never done that, but anytime I bring anything new into the house, it's every time. Every time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't even bring groceries in and put them on the kitchen floor. I mean, I have to... Put everything up, or he will mark it every time. Yeah. And now, even let me ask you. <laughs> now, is your little fella, is he a little dominant guy? I mean, does, no, he's does he have... Passive. Very, very. Oh, passive. Okay. I have another little Shih Tzu who's very dominant. So he's very, very, very passive, even to her, which is, she's even smaller than him, and he's very passive. Okay, because some dogs will will do this behavior out of um, a sense of saying, okay, this is my territory, this is my home, and I'm going to mark that. And we do see that sometimes in the dogs that are a little bit more dominant in some of their behaviors with the, the household, with the humans in the household, not even just the dogs. So that's always something to kind of look at is the, the hierarchy and the structure in the home. And, and if he feels like he has to um, do this behavior as a way to support the household, you know, kind of like, you know, kid having a job, bringing money home. Hey, mom, I'm marking my territory. I'm helping out in the household yeah, yeah. so it, well, now, it can be kind of both of the little doggies sleep with me and she is of course more dominant than he is and almost i just have to actually let him i mean i have to actually put him in bed with me before I, or she'll run him off is that maybe what she, he's doing is saying hey this is my bed too i mean why the bed all of a sudden yeah that, that is certainly i just thought they didn't do that in places where they slept 
You know, that's right. And usually dogs won't soil where they sleep, but there's that whole component of a territorial marking as well. So that, that could be playing a role. And, and I'd say there's a lot we can get into behaviorally, but because he is an older fella, I would definitely want to get him checked out, get a clean bill of health, get some samples over to the, the doc, you know, some pee samples, all that wonderful stuff. And um, if we find out that he is clean, clean bill of health, then we're going to talk about really doing some um, barricades, keeping him out of that area and doing some positive rewards just like you would if he was a puppy um but it requires you to go back to square one and to treat him like a puppy so um so but that would be the strategy we would take all right thank you so much thanks for your call today 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the dream team right now you're listening to animal radio call the dream team now at 1-866-405-8405 Animal Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Would you wait a week for your shower to get hot? (laughs) Would you wait up to a week to feel maximum relief from your nasal congestion? Nasacort Allergy Nasal Spray could take that long. But if you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, Afrin No-Drip starts working in seconds and keeps working for 12 hours. So why wait up to a week for maximum relief from your nasal spray when you can start to get relief in seconds with Afrin? (sighs) Afrin, powerful congestion relief without the wait. Use as directed. Come on, dude. Go ask her to dance. What if she says no? She's looked over here like three times. Okay, I'm going in. There are moments in life. That caused us to hesitate. Hey. Oh, hi. Um, do you want to dance? Sure. Yes. (laughs) But once we take action, we're awfully glad we did. Markets are changing and interest rates are still low. If you're thinking about getting into the real estate market, now may be the time to make your move. Every market's different. Call a Realtor today and visit Realtor.com. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Kmart and Sears are giving Shop Your Way members surprise points, but they're more like surprise points because they're only good till May 14th. You can use... Points at Kmart or Sears towards your qualifying purchases. Like new spring dresses for a surprise stroll through the park or a new grill for a surprise barbecue. Pretty surprising, isn't it? Kmart and Sears surprise points are valid now through May 14th. Hurry and check shopyourway.com to see your surprise points and shop today. Amount of points awarded based on membership status and other factors. See shopyourway.com for details. Hi, this is Jenna Fisher on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your animals. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Okay, email your voice at AnimalRadio.com. This is for Alan. It comes from, sent from my iPhone, so I have no idea. It's, uh, she says, I have a seven-month-old, I assume it's a she. Oh, Elizabeth. Hey, Elizabeth, thanks for your email. I have a seven-month-old Yorkie. She is still peeing and pooping in her kennel. Now, I take her out at 5.30 in the morning. She eats at 6, then back outside 15 minutes after a meal. 
Then she's back in the kennel around 7.20 when I head to work. The school kids get home at about 3 p.m. By then, she's already pooped in her kennel. At 3.15, she eats her dinner, water no later than 5 p.m., in and out at 9 p.m., and the last restroom before bedtime. She also does very well when she sleeps with me. It's just in the kennel (laughs) that she does her business. Now, it's a very small kennel for a puppy. What do you think there? Oh, my gosh. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of reasons why dogs go in a kennel, and she brought up a a lot of them. Uh, Puppies, for instance, if a puppy is uh, purchased or raised in a dirty kennel that isn't cleaned in a confined space they kind of get used to going there and so they will when you bring them home and the other thing is yeah yeah like a puppy mill and and the other thing the other reason uh, another reason is stress if a dog is stressed and doesn't really feel comfortable in the kennel there's a lot of things you can do but you have to spend time you have to understand it takes time to get a dog acclimated to a crate and not going to the bathroom in the crate once they have and some of the things you can try are first you got to clean it real good with an odor eliminator and i would put the dog on a regular schedule where every especially a young puppy like that every three hours you got to take the dog outside you know on a leash and just walk around teach the dog that the soft surface and the sky above is the only place you want them to go to the bathroom and you do that with a regular schedule and just praising the dog when he or she goes outside the other thing to remember is that you cannot scold a dog for going in a kennel unless you catch them in the act that's the only time catch them in the act you go no and quickly remove them and place them outside don't talk don't speak just stand there walk around to the spot where you want your dog to go eventually when they do go good dog another thing you can do is start feeding your dog in the kennel a dog is most apt not to pee or poop in their dining room once they think the kennel is their dining room they won't go in there the other important thing is proper size you don't want the kennel to be too big but you want the dog to be able to maneuver and turn around comfortably and lie down in the kennel but you don't want to give them too much space to go to the bathroom on the opposite side of the kennel another thing you can try Let's say you've got a comfortable spot for your dog to sleep, like a, a pillow of some kind. You can take that out. And believe it or not, the opposite works, too, where if you have a hard surface, you can try putting a pillow in the kennel. And just, you know, from time to time, reward the dog. Don't make a big deal out of it when your dog goes in the kennel. Act like nothing happened. Take the dog out of the kennel. Put him in the garage or in another room. Don't let him see you clean the kennel. And above all, you can't sleep with your dog. I mean, you can I mean, if you want to sleep with your dog, that's fine. But when you have a problem a woman is having, you can't sleep with your dog because the dog is learning to control you. And the dog is actually training you to let you sleep in, to let him sleep in your bed by peeing and pooping in the kennel. Dogs are pretty smart. They have nothing but time on their hands, so they just observe you. Again, if stress is a factor, take your time and recognize it'll take a little bit of time for your dog to get used to the kennel, and there are going to be accidents as you go through this process, so don't abandon the process. But remember, structure is the most important thing. Take your dog out the same time every day, multiple times when they're a puppy. Put them in the kennel, give them a treat, good dog. If they're scared of the kennel, leave the door open, start putting treats in there, toys in there, and associate. learn to teach the dog an association with positive goodness and get the kennel to be a really cool place for them to be. Yeah, but what she and, mentioned in her email is she's taken leaving this puppy in from 7 o'clock in the morning till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That's too I many know. hours for a small oh, dog yes, and a puppy. Absolutely. 
absolutely She's right. She's got to get You're somebody home right. in the middle of that time to get that dog. You are absolutely right. When you bring a puppy home, you know, they're not going to be able to hold it for more than three hours. I mean, it's just the way it is, you know. They're puppies. And, you know, if you don't take them out regularly, then they're going to have no choice but to go in the kennel. And once they get used to that, it's hard to break them of the habit. The things you could try again, making that the dog's dining room. A regular schedule, though, is the most important thing. Taking your dog out the same time every single day is the most important thing. Once they get structure and once they get put on a schedule and once you've taught them what you want and what, you, what you'd what you like them to do and reward them for it, they're more than happy to do it for you and please you. And they really don't want to go where they sleep. So, and, you, it, know, it, 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 you know, Alan, i got to say something because Judy's pointing out this puppy is staying in a kennel all day long. Mm-hmm. So it's for me, good. I have to just reassert the point that if you don't have a lifestyle to train a puppy, leaving them for a full day in the kennel is, is just setting them up for failure. So you need to find yes. some kind of home care situation in yes. the middle of the day. Get the kids home from school, you know, take a lunch break, something, because, um, you know, it, that makes me sad to think of that puppy being a, raised that way. What a great way. point. You just made such a great point. Setting the dog up for failure. You want to set your dog up for success with every single thing you teach your dog because... That's how you turn a nervous dog into a confident dog, setting your dog up for success in every way and rewarding your dog when they're successful. You never want to set a dog up for failure, and not Dr. Debbie's so right. If you're going to leave a puppy locked up in a kennel for seven hours, yeah, that dog is going to have an accident. There is no other way. You know, some people, believe it or not, I've run into people who actually put puppy pads in the kennel. And then they're amazed that the dog is going in there, you know. And it's like, you know, you talk about confusing a dog. I mean, you got to really watch your dog, observe him, see if there's signs of stress, and tailor your program and the, and the technique you come up with or with a, you know, work with a behavior expert or a dog trainer to set that dog up for success. And then you got to be consistent and stay with it. Remember, when you change behavior, it doesn't happen overnight. The dog is still going to have accidents. So you got to be patient and calm, and you got to stick to it. Good advice there. 1-866-405-8405, toll-free to the Animal Radio Dream Team. We run into people all during the week, and they say, well, you guys must have the most well-behaved animals because you... <laughs> You're doing it in a radio show. They must be the most healthy animals. And yeah, I'd like I this. do. I do. We we certainly do. We uh, we have absolutely zero or nil problems whatsoever. Let's head back to the phones. Toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hi, who's this? Uh, you don't know me, uh, but I wanted to talk to to Alan. I had a question about my dog. Uh, seems to eat kitty roped off. Always feeding from the litter. Uh, Alan, what should I do? Wait a minute. Is this Hal? Uh, no, you, you don't know me. Wait, a you're talking about Ladybug, aren't you? No, uh, uh, Junebug. Junebug. <laughs> <laughs> I did not hear that question. His dog uh, eats kitty roca. Yeah, like gets into the what? litter box. What? Oh, oh, the dog eats kitty litter. Yes. Kitty Roca. Have you not heard of Kitty Roca? The little I turds. Don't know Kitty Roca. Kitty like almond Roca. <laughs> you know that's normal though. Uh, dogs will eat that, and if you want to stop your dog from eating that, it's pretty simple. You put the dog, you put the litter box where the dog can't get to it, and that would be my first choice. I would put it between uh, behind a cat door or something that's small enough so that the cat can get through, but the dog can't, or put it in a closet that the dog's not allowed to go in. Uh, the other way is to cover it, and the other way is to just simply watch your dog, keep him on a leash. When he makes a move to go near the litter, you give him a correction, 
and walk the other way. A correction is sort of hard to explain, but it's kind of like a poke. Like if you were talking to somebody and they were daydreaming and you just, you know, sort of just touched their shoulder and said, hey, hey, I'm talking to you. That's kind of how you give a dog a correction. And as soon as they make a move to do something you don't want, you kind of poke them. Or if they have a leash on, you kind of just jerk the leash and go, no, no. And that's how they learn. And you have I to never, do it multiple. I never see the dog actually eat out of the litter. I just see them coming from the litter and licking their lips. I, I, I can't. Well, see, that's the problem. The problem is you have to be there, and you you're the human, right? Okay, let let's say you didn't want your child to eat uh, a cake, right? What mm-hmm. would you do? You wouldn't bring cake into the house, or you would put the cake where the child couldn't get it. So the easiest way to keep a dog from eating poop, litter poop is to make sure the dog doesn't have access to it. And then when you have time to observe, you know, the dog, you have him on a leash. When he goes anywhere near it or in the area of it, you give him a correction. But the simplest way is to cover the litter box and make sure the dog doesn't have access to it. That's, well, that's the best the way. How are the cats going to get access to it? Cats can, cats can get places dogs can't get. We all know that. Cats can go anywhere. Alan, I got another suggestion. This might even be a situation where we would talk about looking at automatic kitty um, litter cleaners, kitty litter box cleaners um, that, that will clean after your cats uh, you know, depart from the litter box a few minutes later. And that can be a, a good tool for families that have this problem. Yeah, that's a great idea. Well, that's thanks. Great idea. You guys are awesome. Uh, I, really, you, I really enjoy your show. I, I like that Hal guy. I like that <laughs> too. I like him too, except I wish he'd be more of a man. He's he's kind of like a woman. Hey, there you go. Taking your calls toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. What are you doing? Hal eats out of the litter box. I just let him. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Gold Bond presents Shaquille O'Neal. So I'm hanging out with my Gold Bond buddies, and they're like, Shaq, Shaq, great job with the Gold Bond powder spray. People love it. So I'm soaking in the good vibes, kicking off my shoes. Next thing I know, they're coming out with a new foot powder spray. Boom. Shaq strikes again. Gold Bond No Mess Powder Spray cools and refreshes your body, and new Gold Bond Foot Powder Spray has two times the odor-absorbing powders to do the same for your feet. Stay cool with Gold Bond. Geico presents Fan Mail to a Pig. Dear Maxwell, first off, hope you are well. And I am. Seems like all you do is promote Geico's web and app abilities. And while I really enjoyed your last commercial where you talked about how I could take a photo of my VIN number and add it to my account all via my Geico app, I've got to think it doesn't leave you much time for anything else. Do tell. Sincerely, Miranda Morgan. Well, Miranda, thank you for asking. And this Geico spokespick does have time to do other things. For instance, I do a lot of VIN scanning to add a car. Just a tap away on the Geico app. Did you know it took 39 versions to get the American flag just right? That's proof that great things get even better when they're reinvented. Valvoline's been reinventing motor oil since 1866. And with our all-American roots, we thought it was time to celebrate our legacy by giving away a free American flag. Available at Advanced Auto Parts when you buy five quarts of Valvoline motor oil and an oil filter starting at $22.99. See store for restrictions and details. Flag offer expires September 30th, 2014. Go to valvoline-usa.com for more info. It's Sam Adams' summer ale season. I love the summer ale. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Summertime's here. I like the citrus. Crisp and refreshing. It's light. It's not too hoppy. The grains of paradise add a nice little spice to the beer. Smooth, refreshing. It's summertime. Time for Sam Adams' summer ale. It's perfect. 
be great for cookouts, spending some time outdoors. This is the experience for a Sam Adams summer. I could drink that all summer long. It's really a good beer. It really is. Definitely a good summer beer. Brewed especially for summer. Sam Adams Summer Ale. Boss Beer, Cookie Boston Massive, Responsible. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. We had a story a couple of weeks back about problems with pet crematoriums and keeping the remains of animals separate from each other so people get their own pet's ashes back. Well, now the International Association of Pet Cemeteries and Crematories has announced a worldwide accreditation program for pet crematory facilities. It's the first and only accreditation program ever to be established for the pet aftercare industry. The program outlines how every step of the process should be handled, and the group says that means pet parents can feel reassured about the care of their deceased animal. It's based on five years of study and research. A beloved friend's pet crematory in Reno is the first pet crematory in the U.S. to successfully complete the process. They were awarded their accreditation status last month. Now, whether or not this next story has anything to do with breed prejudice, who knows. But a Riverside County, California sheriff's deputy has gone onto a property to serve an eviction notice. Now a dog, a pit bull, happened to be in the yard and started to bark. The deputy drew his gun, presumably to shoot the dog, and shot himself in the leg instead. Ooh. Oh, yes. Now he'll be fine. When animal control arrived, the dog was calmly in his crate, and since there was no evidence that the owner had done anything wrong, they didn't take the dog into custody. The deputy says the dog came at him aggressively and that he felt his life was in danger. Well, there's a new gadget out, and it is seriously bad news for lazy dogs. It's called Whistle, and it lets pet owners track how much exercise or sleep their dogs are getting. It's like the activity trackers, you know, that we have for people, and it wraps around the dog's collar, and it syncs up with a smartphone app to collect data on how much activity the pet engages in. It syncs the data to its app through Wi-Fi as well as Bluetooth. Let's you check up on your dog without really being near him so you can track how busy your dog is when he's left with a dog walker, at the doggy daycare, or with family or friends. And this is pretty intriguing here. A man in New Mexico who'd lost most of his speech to Alzheimer's is now starting to talk, albeit in little snippets, to the family pets. Charles Sasser's daughter, Linda Abeda, has written on her blog for several years about the family's struggles with Alzheimer's. But she recently was able to video her dad talking to the family dog, Roscoe. She got him an hour-long exchange between her dad and Roscoe. She put it up on YouTube, mainly so her mom could show it to family friends. Within a day, that clip was viewed over, get this, 160,000 times. And Abeda has gotten thousands of emails and messages from people who talk about similar situations between pets and seniors with Alzheimer's. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. What do- 
dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer canine caviar, visit caninecaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to fidofriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Kmart and Sears are giving Shop Your Way members surprise points, but they're more like surprise points because they're only good till May 14th. You can use surprise. points at Kmart or Sears towards your qualifying purchases, like new spring dresses for a surprise stroll through the park or a new grill for a surprise barbecue. Pretty surprising, isn't it? Kmart and Sears surprise points are valid now through May 14th. Hurry and check shopyourway.com to see your surprise points and shop today. Amount of points awarded based on membership status and other factors. See shopyourway.com for details. Toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Don't forget you can ask your questions through the Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry. you got to write that time. And it's a free download. Download that app right now if you have a smartphone. If you have a dumb phone, we don't have the dumb phone app yet. We're working on that, I know. Alan just got a smartphone, and he's doing so well with it. I'm We're so, so proud. proud. Do you like it I now? I hate or? the dang thing. You I do. hate the dang thing. <laughs> I, I hate it. I hate it with all my, my with all my heart. I hate it. Well, that's too bad that you're not embracing that, but I'm glad to see that you got that. Now I can text you at early hours in the morning. Yeah, that's why I don't like it. Coming up in just a few minutes, our hero of the week, our hero people, actually a couple of people this time, and they're doing great work in Southern California. Also on the way from the Fish Tank Kings, Matt Roy is joining us again. He's working on, a, uh, I guess, an aquarium for Caesar or Milan or something like yes. that. So we'll find out in just a couple of minutes right here. As you may know, our news is underwritten by Dr. Foster Smith. And from Dr. Foster Smith, we welcome back Gordon McGee. How's it going? I am doing well. You know, it's that time of the year. I'm looking out the window right now, and if I wasn't in here, I'd be out there walking my dog. It's beautiful, springy, summer-like, but... With that beautiful weather brings us the pests, and that includes uh, fleas and ticks. And not a lot of people know the actual dangers of fleas and ticks. They think it could be only a pest, but there's actual dangers to that. Is that correct? You know, there really is. uh, It can go all the way from um, allergies to uh, tapeworms to hair loss to skin irritations, even when it's really bad, uh, anemia. From blood loss, believe it or not. Wow. Quite, quite remarkable when, it, when there's a real infestation. Well, I know Nike, our uh, black and white studio cat, he has this flea allergy dermatitis. Is that right? Am I saying it right? You are. Yeah, perfect. It, he'll get reaction all over his body just Very from a couple of bites. So all we, kinds of scabs. Yeah. How can I tell if my pet has fleas? If, if there's not immediate that there's fleas jumping out of its fur, how can I really tell? Well, one of the things you look for if you don't see him jumping around is what's called flea dirt. Um, which is basically the euphemism for feces. 
So they, they leave their uh, feces behind, and if you do a little combing up in the uh, head area uh, with a, a brush or a comb or toward their rump, a couple places where the fleas like to hide, you'll find them. When you mention the flea, if you don't see the fleas jumping, I was just uh, doing a little research on fleas today. It's pretty interesting because if they're there, you may see them jump. A flea is only about 16th to an eighth of an inch tall, but they can jump seven inches in the air Wow. And, and 13 inches horizontally. That's like a human being who's six feet tall jumping over 300 feet in the air or 600 feet for a broad jump. So they're pretty athletic little rascals. Uh, can I just deal with my flea problem when it happens? I, I mean, if I see a flea, is that the time that I can deal with it? Yeah, you can deal with it when you see them, uh, but at that point you've already got a, a, a problem. So prevention is, is a much better way to handle it with a, a good flea and tick product uh, that can be applied monthly. One of the things that's not widely known, I mean, I had dogs when I was a kid and I've had dogs growing up with my kids growing up and so on, and it never occurred to me that about 90 to 95% of the time the flea does not live on your pet. Oh. They only live on your pet when they're trying to get a blood meal, uh, not to be indelicate, but that's why they're there. Mm-hmm. And so in, in other cases, they're in your furniture, they're in your carpet, uh, certainly they're in your yard and so on. So even though you may not be seeing them on your pet, uh, it may just be because they're not there feeding at the moment. Yeah. So you, you want to do the preventative part of it, yeah. And I, I have to put a word in, and I, I know you've mentioned this before, as far as cats are very special when it comes to flea products, and I see a lot of toxicities where well-intending pet owners will actually use their dog's flea oh, yeah. or tick medicine, and actually it's highly toxic to cats. That's a horrifyingly bad idea. Uh, cats can die if you use a product that is specific to a dog on a cat. Now, there are some uh, products. There's a new product by Bear called uh, Ceresto. Uh, there's a collar that they, they have, which is a, a brand-new product on the market the past uh, 12 to 18 months, and it's basically the same active ingredient for a dog or a cat. So there are some exceptions where you can have the same ingredient, but they do have the collars labeled for dog or a cat, but the ingredient is exactly the same. Or- you know, you know what else? We'll get these calls several times a year. People will say, I'd use the cat stuff on them, but I had to break it in half because my cat only weighs half the weight. Uh, and you can't be divvying up the dose of your flea medicine because that could be very toxic and dangerous, too. Yeah, not a good idea. You need to go with what your vet tells you uh, and what the directions say rather than self-medicate. You know, Self-medicating, whether for your dog or your cat or yourself, is a very bad idea. But now when the weather gets cold, we don't have to worry about it, do we? Uh, you, actually, you actually do. It kind of depends on what cold means. If it's fall and it's cold, that's not a good idea to stop the preventive because uh, uh, actually spring and fall are, are peak seasons for fleas and for ticks. Uh, and so it's better to keep them on the preventive till you've had some persistent cold weather for a period of time, ice and snow. If you're in the, if you're in the Midwest, uh, sort of central Midwest to southern part of the country, uh, you probably should have the preventive year-round. That's, that's really the best bet to keep... Uh, an infestation from happening. I hear people throwing around, around these words IGR. What What is IGR? I have no idea, but what yeah, does that mean? Good question. An IGR is an insect growth uh, regulator. And what happens with the IGR, it basically keeps the, uh, the flea in the juvenile stage instead of being able to transform into an adult. And eventually it's sort of biological balance gets gets out of balance and they die so you're 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 killing them off in sort of a humane way you're keeping them teenagers when they want to be adults and it doesn't work and they eventually die what are the uh, medicines that you recommend uh, i know there's 
geez, a lot of different flea preventatives and medicines. Uh, is it something we need to consult with our vet? Can we just go to the website and order something? Um, I, you can do both. Um, it depends on whether you're dealing with a prescription medication or over-the-counter. There are a lot of very, very good over-the-counter medications, and so like any over-the-counter medication, you can purchase those yourself and, and look at the attributes of that medication. But, you know, just to mention several products, um, Bear makes some great products. We recommend, highly recommend for dogs Canine Advantix. That'll take care of fleas and ticks or Advantage 2 for dogs, and then there's a separate Advantage 2 for cats. Frontline certainly has a great product, uh, and then Bears Serestro Collar. There are some generics as well, uh, one called Fipperguard, another called Pet Armor, and so on, another one called Sentry. So there, there are a number of products out there. The ones that, all the ones that I've just mentioned are over-the-counter products. Then there are some prescription uh, products as well uh, that you can get through your vet that will take care of your heartworm and fleas at the same time. So, you know, that's something to consider as well. Um, HeartGuard Plus is a, is a great heartworm product. It doesn't deal with the fleas, but Revolution, for example, is for heartworm and for fleas as well. And Advantage Multi made by Bear does handle heartworms and fleas. It doesn't take care of ticks, but it will take care of heartworm and fleas and so on. So you've got some options. Uh, a lot of them over the counter you can just handle yourself and either purchase online or at your local uh, pet store. Obviously, we prefer you buy them online from us, but wherever you buy them, uh, it's very safe to use them. Just follow the over the counter direction. Well, the cool thing about drfostersmith.com, the website, is it's not just a point of sale. You have a lot of information over there that relate to our animals. Uh, one of those sites that even if you're not shopping for something, you just want to learn more about your animals, you go on over there and do a little bit of research. So I'm encouraging people to check out doctors. FosterSmith.com. You also have your uh, your website for the uh, fish, which is LiveAquaria.com and PetEducation.com. We'll put links to all of these over at AnimalRadio.com. Thank you, Gordon, for joining us. You're welcome, guys. Have a great day. Send us some sunshine. We need it. I'll send it your way. There you go. Gordon McGee from Doctors Foster and Smith, and of course, they sponsor our news here on Animal Radio, bringing the important news that you use. Thanks so much, guys. Let's head back to the phones. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Underwriting for this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewies. They have that brand new introduction pack. It's a little uh, four and a half, excuse me, eight and a half ounce pack. For three ninety nine, includes the Chewy's Chicken Dinner, the Simply Venison, the Stella Super Beef, and the Duck Duck Goose, as well as the Phenomenal Pheasant. Get it wherever Stella and Chewy's is sold. And um, actually, that's why Joey Volani's coat looks so good, is he eats Stella and Chewy's, don't you? Pretty good. Yes, I got a I got a good mane here going. So sure do. How you doing? What's up? Well, you know, they did a little study here. I wanted to talk about. It's not so much a grooming tip as as a um. I just want to reiterate something, that a study was done that showed that dogs that are groomed at home regularly, and I say at home because that's the big part, turn out to be better pets, um, mainly just the human and the pet bond, um, the touching. Actually, they, the study showed that these dogs were less likely to bite members of the family and strangers because they were used to being touched. They also are better pets um 
to be um, professionally groomed, of course, because they're touched more often. The other thing is it also shows that these pets in general had a longer life expectancy, um, mainly because you were engaging them not only in a, in a physical way, but also mentally as well. And they showed that these pets actually lived up to one to two years longer on an average. Now, I automatically know that routine brushing and combing is very, very healthy for skin and coat. Um, also, it's, it's a way that you can find things that you normally wouldn't know that's there, like lumps, bumps, moles, you know, anything that could be I'm cancerous. So go out and get yourself a brush. Go out and get yourself a comb. Go out and get yourself a curry brush if you got a short-haired dog, a cat, and um, you know, start grooming your pets out there. And what they said in the studies, you should do it on the average of anywhere from two to three times a week, if um, at a minimum. More if you can, but two to three times a week at a minimum. Mm. You know, none of that really surprises me because they they've said that the same thing with humans. That if you touch and cuddle a human, they're going to live longer. They're going to be more socially. Adjusted, well adjusted. Yeah, I think that's what they do with preemie babies. Yeah. Is they try to coddle them and touch them because it just it's very nurturing. Same thing with grooming there. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what's funny, and uh, and I'll tell you. Um, when I used to when I used to work at the Sports Authority out at the Meadowlands in New Jersey, um, they had the um, police dogs out there, and when the dogs were real young, because they used to actually do training exercises, they didn't want you to touch them because they didn't want you to have an emotional connection with the dog. Well, the dog to have an emotional connection Ooh. with people in general. They they wanted them to just focus on one thing, and these dogs, to be very honest with you, when when they were older, they were they were aggressive dogs. I mean, I you bet. couldn't touch them. You couldn't go near them. Um, you know, so a lot. Really, there's a lot to be said about that. So you know, and it's a good thing with kids. I, I used to tell people this when I had the grooming salon. You know, what, if you don't want to do it, if you have kids, have the kids do it. You know, I mean, just you got to supervise it, of course. But have the kids do it so they have a bond, and then you don't have to worry about your dog going after kids. And it just it just makes everything better. But now it's a study. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hey, this is Martha Williams on Animal Radio, and you know what you got to do. Be good to your pets. Stay in this room. This is Animal Radio, baby. We're always talking about the importance of a microchip here at Animal Radio. When you ID your pets, you want to make sure they have a microchip, as well as, you know, if you do the collar thing, that's up to you, or if you do the tattoo thing. But the microchip's really cool because it has identification that can tell who the owner is, put the veterinarian who has to scan the microchip, because that's usually the only people that have this little scanners are the veterinarians or the shelters. Uh, but this is a good story. It comes out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. A cat that went missing five years ago has been reunited with its owner thanks to that microchip. Wow, that's amazing. That is cool. A 10-year-old cat named Charlie showed up at a Fort Wayne animal care and control on Monday. Workers scanned and discovered that Charlie had that microchip. Now, of course, this came to quite a shock for the owner who <laughs> thought that perhaps Charlie was gone. Yeah, he was never going to see Charlie Gone again. to the big kitty litter in the sky or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when the shelter called him, they were very excited to find him again after five years. So, Wouldn't that be so cool to get yeah. your baby back when you're sure he's gone? Yep. Gosh. Uh, hey, Brian, how are you doing? All right. Where are you calling from today? Uh, Jackson, Tennessee. What's going on? I've got a Jack Russell that I can't keep her out of the trash no matter what I've tried. And she's about four years old now. And I've, we just don't know what to do with her about that. 
What have you tried? Tell me what you've tried. Um, you know, tapping her nose, telling her no, hiding the trash can, and she'll find it and go right after it again. <laughs> so, basically, does your dog go on tables and counters, too, to get food? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Do you ever feed your dog from the table or counter? Do you feed your dog people food? I don't. Who does? I feed her strictly dog food. Uh, father-in-law does. He's over there. Father-in-law does. Well, see, you can't do anything. You can't fix the problem until everybody in your house understands that that dog cannot have people food from the table, from the counter, from anywhere where you eat. That's the first thing you have to fix. The second thing you have to fix is you have to teach your dog where to go when you eat. And you never feed your dog before you eat, only after you eat. And you only feed your dog dog food in the same spot every time, okay, and not anywhere around where you eat or when you eat. Dog can't come near the table when you eat. Has to go to a spot far from the table or its spot or rug, whatever it is, wherever you know, wherever your dog goes or wherever your dog's spot is. You have to place your dog in that spot and teach your dog to stay there while your family eats. Does that make sense? Does your dog beg? Yeah. Okay. So you, so these are the first things you got to work on. Now to give you a quick fix, I was telling Dr. Debbie there is a product. I cannot remember what it is, but there's a product that you can buy, it, it kind of looks like a mouse trap, and you get like three or four of them, and they go uh, on the lid of the garbage can, and uh, you put a, like a newspaper over it so the dog can't see it. As soon as your dog makes a move to get in the trash can, these things go off and make a really loud, unpleasant noise, and they pop at your dog and scare your dog, you know, scare your dog a lot. I mean, it doesn't hurt him, but it gives him a shock. It scares him. It's like a correction. And when a dog learns that, hey, you know, I know there's food in there, but I don't know what's going to happen. Something bad's going to happen if I touch that can. It'll override the desire and passion to get in there for the food. Now, to keep them off the counters, that'll work when you're not around. When you're around, you've got to know how to correct your dog. So when your dog goes for the trash can, you've got to make a quick, swift correction, which means, hey, clap your hands, hey, and poke them in the neck. Grab them away from the trash. An unpleasant, physical response you don't start yelling you don't start talking it's just one quick word quick reaction poke or, an, or a correction with a leash and pull him away from the can real quick correction then make him go lie down in his spot and tell him he's a bad dog and after about 10 minutes of him staying in his spot you tell him he's a good dog with the counter when you're not around you make a pyramid of, of like cans you know you get a bunch of like 12 pop cans and you make a pyramid and you attach a little piece of food to it, and when he goes to get it, all the cans are going to fall on his head and freak him out. And then it'll alert you to come out and give him a quick correction if you're fast enough. It has to be within 30 seconds. But the most important thing, my friend, is nobody can feed your dog table scraps. Your dog can't be allowed to beg. And your dog has to be treated the same by everybody with consistency. Everybody in your family has to do the same thing, or you're not going to be successful. You're just going to mess your dog up. Does that make sense? That's what I keep telling, yeah, that's what I keep telling them. I, I like how she stays, got, she stays so slender, and when they start feeding her, like swells out. And I'm like, mm. Well, you've got to train the people in your house. The dog is not the problem. The people are the problem. Uh-huh. They've got to be trained, and you've got to let them know it's for the good of the dog. I mean, uh, t- dogs are not happy when they're allowed to do stuff like this. 
I was what, wondering shock- if we can put shock collars on people to help train yeah, them. You know what? It's not a bad idea. <laughs> Some, you know, you know, people think they're doing a, a nice thing for the dog when they when they give the dog table scraps and when they they allow dogs to bag and they feed dogs off the table. But in reality, what what it's doing is there are times you're not going to want your dog to do that. Dogs can't distinguish. It's like jumping on people. It's like some people say, "Oh, it's okay. He can jump on me. I like it." But see, dogs can't distinguish. Oh, I can jump on this guy and I can't jump on that guy. A dog either knows he can jump on people or he can't jump on people. And if you let a dog jump on some people and not on others, all it does is confuse him. It gives him anxiety, makes him nervous, fearful. And, and, and that's why dogs get crazy. That's why dogs get messed up. They do not understand what is expected of them. They get nuts from that. Dogs need consistency. They need structure. They need boundaries and limitations and then affection. So that's it. Go go train the people in your house, and everything will work out for you. I won't start smacking their hands. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brian, thanks for your call today. We appreciate it. Good luck on that. one 405 Animal Radio is underwritten by Litter Robot. This is a great solution to your dog eating kitty litter or kitty roca. Kitty roca, yes. It is the litter robot. It's an automatic cleaning litter box. Simple as changing the kitchen garbage bag every few days. Here's how it works. Seven minutes after your cat uses it, it automatically rotates with its patented litter sifting process. Patented. 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 They make sure you can't steal it, okay? It gently separates the waste clumps from the cat litter and deposits and deposits it into a large and deposits it it puts it into a large waste drawer lined with a plastic bag leaving behind just a clean bed of litter for your cat and a sad puppy but that's okay oh well here's what it is going to do it's going to save you 50 percent on your litter and you can use any litter it could be your favorite clumping litter all you need is that litter and a garbage bag and you're good to go and this high quality product is made in the usa with a 90 day money back guarantee and an 18 month full warranty so if you're suffering from doggy and the kitty litter syndrome you want to check out the Litter Robot, litter-robot.com. Thanks, guys, for underwriting Animal Radio. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. This hour on Animal Radio, the fish tank kings are back from Nat Geo Wild. This time they're building something for Caesar Milan. Perhaps an aquarium. I don't know. We'll find out in just hmm. a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Maybe dogfish will be in it. I was thinking that. <laughs> yeah. There's catfish. Why not dogfish? Just a thought. This is what we think about during the commercials. <laughs> and really during the whole show. Uh, news out of Turkey. And this is, you know, this is kind of sad in a way because really when you think about it, the European countries are much more advanced as far as it goes when it, in regards to health and animal welfare. Mm-hmm. And they have been for many years. In Turkey, anybody who wants to have a pet at home will need to undergo training now. And they'll also wow. have to provide uh, suitable accommodations and welfare for the animals and get a wow. certificate. A certificate to have an animal. Sales of pets and animals, except for fish and birds, are going to be banned in all pet shops and prison sentences for torture and ill treatment of animals. So they're really coming down hard in Turkey on this. Now, of course, I I know in India, 
like the cow has been sacred right. forever, mm-hmm. and there's there's big time penalties for the cows. But now in Turkey, uh, those who sell pets, they're obliged to participate in training programs and also be certified. That's pretty good. If you're picked up for torturing animals, you're going to pay a fine of 2,000 liras. Uh, for those who ill-treat animals on purpose is a $1,000 fine. Mm-hmm. 500 for those who walk their dangerous and risky dogs without a strap and muzzle. Jeez. There you go. And apparently a problem that I didn't was unaware of, there, uh, you'll spend time in jail if you have sex with an animal, at least three three months to two yeah. years. Is, what is that doing. an issue in Turkey? Uh, apparently it is. You spend twice as long if the animal isn't pleased. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know how, uh, Alan, I'm going to ignore you for that moment. How, how do they end up having enough people to, like, do all the paperwork for these I kind know. of, you know. You know I'm just no. thinking how many people have all those, you know, dogs, cats, birds. Uh, how are you going to cover that, and how's the government going to follow up with it? Who knows, but we should watch it closely as a model for here in the U.S. I think it would be great if we had this kind of uh, legislation for people that tortured animals or that mm-hmm. simply neglected them. Yeah, don't the provide ne- adequate housing and just tie them up in backyards. You know, we we need a shelter. license to drive a car, right? Yep. Yep. What do you what do you think? Am I going overboard? Am I thinking too much government in our system here? By say, let us know one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. If the government, if our U.S. government said you needed a certificate to have an animal, would you do that? What do you think? Is that too much government, too little, or just right? Well, you know, it, it also depends on is it another way for the government to get money out of people? You know, I mean, if it's about money, it makes me upset. But if it's about really caring. And making sure that people are prepared to bring home a dog and know what to do and they have a good educational background. That's always a good thing. I mean, they don't teach how to be a great parent or how to be a great dog owner in school. And yet you need a fishing license and a driver's license. You need all that. I'm going to go on the other side of this because who's going to tell you how to take care of that animal better than someone within the animal industry? So we're going to have the government tell us, oh, you don't know how to take care of a dog. Here's how you take care of it. You know, they, we don't need government pushing their noses into all of our business. Now, if there's already a body that can do some certification, but do we need government to get bigger to do this? Or should we just look into, like, the local rescue community, the veterinarians, the USDA, what's already on the books? Uh, I, I fear for what it will cause pet owners to go through and animals oh, to yeah. suffer more because they're going to have oh, to right. get rid yeah. of them because they don't want to pay for the fees or can't meet the government's uh, rules. And all they do is keep adding rules to everything. I mean, every year there's more rules. Well, it's not happening here, but hypothetically, could it happen here? Should it happen here? I'd love to hear your views. one 405 8405 They have also decided in Turkey uh, that animals will not be exposed to any pain or damage during the shooting of any, any films or TV series or commercials. Something we do here, actually not government run, but by the American Humane Association, which will gladly take any producer's $50,000 check to put a stamp on the end of the film saying that no animals were hurt. Also in Turkey, they're uh, cutting back on the circus organizations. They're being banned. So interesting stuff happening over there in Turkey. We'll keep Mm -hmm. you up to date on that. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Let's hit the phones right now. Hi, Danielle. How are you doing? Good, thank you. But my dog, not so good. Oh, what's up? Well, she is a 10-month Chihuahua Terrier mix. She's one of those little small dogs, about five pounds. And every once in a while when I see her outside, she'll be eating her own poop. Ooh, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> um, she actually is one of three dogs. Um, the other dogs are also much. They're Cocker, Terrier mix, and then the one is 
copper carrier mix, and then also mini pinchers. So okay. we just have three dogs. They all poop in the same yard. Um, I'm doing what I can, but I just I don't want her to eat poop because she sleeps with me. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, and you don't want to, and, and not only for the gross factor and you know having to smell that breath, but for dogs that ingest feces, they have a higher rate of acquiring parasites and you know having just digestive upset in general. So it's definitely not a habit we want to you know have going on. No way. So, um, now, do they have access to go outside, like through a doggy doors through the day, or? Um, yeah, um, I live in a house where I, there's a, a room downstairs where that's where my bedroom is, and there's a sliding glass door to the backyard. So mm-hmm. usually I, I work from home and I keep the door open, so she runs in and out throughout the day. Um, okay. And the other dogs aren't, aren't doing that. They're just mostly in the other parts of the house, but she, she runs in and out. Okay. Well, the, the bottom line is that this is a, actually a perfectly normal behavior. It may not be acceptable, but it is normal. So dogs do this. It's kind of an instinctual thing. And if we look at like how dogs are raised, their, their mama dog actually cleans their backside and actually stimulates them to go to the bathroom. So she actually ingests their waste. So this is somewhat a um, kind of a cleanup mechanism they have. And then also that just becomes kind of a wacky fun habit for some dogs so the challenge is recognizing it is an instinct and it's going to happen if we allow it to happen through access so one big problem that i have with your current setup is that there's no um supervision so if she's allowed to go and do things out back at will you have no ability to correct her for that behavior um, so uh, taking her outside to do her potty needs and to pair that with a positive reinforcement, praising her, giving her a treat, and then walking back into the house. That actually it helps with a couple things. One, you know where she's doing her business and you can praise her for that. And you can control her so she doesn't get back into that. You accompany that with picking up the poo in the yard so she doesn't have the opportunity again the next time you go out and to snarf up a turd that quickly. Because trust me, they will. They'll walk by, and I've seen it happen where it's just like a... Vacuum cleaner and the, the turd is gone before <laughs> you know it. So you really have to take control of her bathroom visits and you can't leave a, a doggy door open or leave them unattended in the backyard because she's going to go right back for it. Okay. So the, the other things that we can try to do is that we want to make sure that if you do catch her in the act, we don't discipline her. We don't yell at her. We don't chase her trying to pull the poop out of her mouth because that actually makes it more fun and becomes part of the game where mom's now going to chase me when I get to my poopy. And, <laughs> um, so you want to have an alternative uh, thing you can do at that time. So you, I like to use the squeaky toy um, d- distraction. Um, so you're outside, you, you're out, whether you have her on a leash or what have you, she starts to go for the poop. Instead of yelling at her, you say, ah, oh, look at me, squeak, 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 and you go run in the other direction. In a puppy of her age, that's way more fun than eating a turd. <laughs> so okay. you have to make something else more attractive, trying to pry the turd out of her mouth and yelling at her, chasing her. All of those things are very counterproductive. So don't let yourself do that. Okay. And then, and then um, there are some over-the-counter remedies you can try. Um, there's deter tablets, forbid powder. Some people just use uh, Adolph's meat tenderizer and sprinkle that on the pet's food. Really? And what all of those things do, yeah, it's basically MSG and some enzymes in, in the meat tenderizer. But what they do is they make the dog's poop taste bad, which <laughs> is great. 
you think that poop tastes bad anyways, but, um, and of course they have to be ingesting their own feces. So whoever you're treating, uh, in their food would be who, whose poop they're eating. Um, but that can help for some dogs, but it is not the sole cure. And I have a lot of people that say they use these things, but that's all they do. And it, it will fail if that's all you do. But if you use it in conjunction with more of a training program like this, then, then, then it can help. All right. So, well, I was wondering, um, do you think that, you know, I do feed her a lot of, like, people food, like, just little snacks. Like, if I'm eating a cracker and I have an extra one, I'll give her half. Um, is that maybe helping, or is that, do you think that's going to be, I don't know, I don't well, know if that's, that's making it worse, basically. <laughs> I don't think it's probably increasing the potential for her eating her stool, but what you could be doing is you could definitely be creating a fussy eater <laughs> or developing the tendency for bagging. So, um, you know, for that reason, I don't recommend that, but I don't think it's it's probably increasing the, the likeliness that she's going to eat her poop. All right. Well, thanks, guys. You've been very helpful. <laughs> Good luck with that. We appreciate your thanks, call today. Guys. Hey, thanks for listening. All right. Bye-bye, guys. Animal Radio is underwritten by Litter Robot. It'll automatically clean the litter for you, and you don't need any special supplies or plumbing. Just use your favorite clumping litter and never scoop dirty litter again. It's available at litter-robot.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Gold Bond presents Shaquille O'Neal. So I'm hanging out with my Gold Bond buddies, and they're like, Shaq, Shaq, great job with the Gold Bond powder spray. People love it. So I'm soaking in the good vibes, kicking off my shoes. Next thing I know, they're coming out with a new foot powder spray. Boom. Shaq strikes again. Gold Bond No Mess Powder Spray cools and refreshes your body. And new Gold Bond Foot Powder Spray has two times the odor-absorbing powders to do the same for your feet. Stay cool with Gold Bond. Geico presents Fan Mail to a Pig. Dear Maxwell, first off, hope you are well. And I am. Seems like all you do is promote Geico's web and app abilities. And while I really enjoyed your last commercial where you talked about how I could take a photo of my VIN number and add it to my account all via my Geico app, I've got to think it doesn't leave you much time for anything else. Do tell. Sincerely, Miranda Morgan. Well, Miranda, thank you for asking. And this Geico spokespick does have time to do other things. For instance, I do a lot of VIN scanning to add a car. Just to tap away on the Geico app. Did you know it took 39 versions to get the American flag just right? That's proof that great things get even better when they're reinvented. Valvoline's been reinventing motor oil since 1866. And with our all-American roots, we thought it was time to celebrate our legacy by giving away a free American flag. Available at Advanced Auto Parts when you buy five quarts of Valvoline motor oil and an oil filter starting at $22.99. See store for restrictions and details. Flag offer expires September 30, 2014. Go to valvoline-usa.com for more info. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to Stella and Chewy's. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. 
Dr. Debbie, you oh. look so good. You look so good today in your white lab coat and your pink skirt. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I think you're <laughs> cool him off. Oh Throw that, that water bottle over his head there. <laughs> I always wear a white lab jacket. There's nothing new about that. There's nothing fancy I know, but it's your that. pink skirt this it, time. It is the pink skirt, and i got to side with him, and usually I don't side with him, but I've never seen you no. in a pink skirt before. Mm. I'm not oh. I'm not really a skirt gal. You know, you won't mm. see it very often. Is it laundry day? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I actually have clothes in my closet. Would you believe? Well, I'm sure you do. From high school. I mean, I still have clothes. <laughs> That haven't been done, you, you know, you know, Doctor Debbie. That is very sweet of you not to wear skirts very often because you know the savage onslaught of those legs upon mankind is something that is to be just protected. You know, men cannot control themselves, and for you to think of us and and our lack of self control, that is giving. That's what giving is all about. She's so. a giver. Let's see. Uh, oh, the fish tank guys, kings, yeah. are they there? Yeah. Oh, this is cool. Fish tank kings. Is it Matt Roy this time? Hey, Matt, how are you doing? Hey, good. How are you? Very good. And we were just trying to think it was about a year ago we had you on. You were working on that uh, Marlins fish tank down there at the stadium? Yes, that was uh, season one. And here we are at season three. Season wow. three already? That wow. Time flies. We're still in season one. We started 13 years ago. We just didn't know where to, to <laughs> Where to draw those seasons. Yes. Is that tank still up and running? Oh, absolutely. Wow. No holes in it? Nobody's uh, thrown Hit a that... baseball bat yeah. at it or anything? Nothing's broke it yet, no. <laughs> we understand you're working on a new one for Caesar Milan and uh yes. several questions come to mind obviously is he the alpha fish does he do you find him training the fish <laughs> like I, these are questions that i thought is you might Caesar Milan the fish whisperer the fish yeah. whisperer what are you doing for him <laughs> we are putting in a uh, koi pond a koi pond the, at the oh. yes at the uh, dog psychology center there out in uh, california Wait, isn't that in the middle he, of the desert no. It is, and, th- and there's where the challenge is, oh. uh, because when we met him, he was like, I want an aquatic oasis in the middle of the desert. Can you do it? And, you know, my my biggest concern was water. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as, as that aquarium runs outside, you know, 24 hours a day, you're certainly going to get an extreme amount of evaporation, mm-hmm. and Caesar had very little running water on his property. So we had to find an active well that we could that we could drill really to create wow. to create water you know, pressure in order to in order to build this pond it was it was a, it was a huge challenge uh, but uh, you'll see on the episode uh, the results for sure and don't um, I'm my practice is in Las Vegas and I knew that folks that have koi ponds out by me we have a challenge with the heat and the depth of the pond does that seem to help with trying to keep the fish cooler so that they don't die off on you Definitely, uh, the the depth makes a huge difference in koi ponds because uh, as water gets deeper, it gets cooler. And then also, when you're designing it, you want to design a lot of overhang rocks that overhang around the perimeter of the koi pond, so that the fish are able to, you know, hang out in the shadows too. So it's uh, very, very important the way you design uh, a koi pond, especially in that, the situation of it being in a desert. How large is it? Pretty large. Um, you're in the um, close to 10,000 gallons of water, and the water circulates. It goes up to a, a waterfall that's about uh, 30, 40 foot tall. Wow. This is no regular koi yeah. pond, but I figured with you guys it probably wouldn't be. It's... You know, it, it's not. And, yeah, and that's, you know, we... We go generally go large or go home, right? So, yeah, that's the way. Um, no, but we—it's uh, something that he's—he's he's always wanted. Uh, he wants it there for his guests. It is not 
allowed for dogs to swim in. Um, he does not like dogs hanging out in that area. So is it fenced uh, off? In particular, it's not fenced off, Uh-oh. but they they don't have you know. I guess in that general area, they don't typically have a lot of dogs anyway. And that's important because you know if we had a problem with algae, certain algae can be toxic to dogs um, if they drink it or swim in it. So. Yeah. It's good to keep them away. Well, I've also heard about dogs yeah. jumping in just to get the koi fish. I know that sounds silly, but I've heard stories like that. So that's mm-hmm. no. that does not sound far fetched. No, I, I have a new project. I have a project for Uh-oh. you. I, I've been thinking. I've been thinking in my mind. Uh-oh. And and what this is is it's, it's it's a gigantic fish tank, and the fish are swimming around, and the lobsters are walking around, and then there's a there's a compartment down there that has a kitchen, and I'm in it, and I got divers outside, and it's a seafood restaurant. See, and somebody like say they order the salmon, then the diver just fetches me Aww. one. I cook it right there in the tank in my compartment, and then I put it in a chute like at the bank. And it goes boom right up to the right up to the seating area. Oh, Alan! It's kind of it's a, the freshest it's seafood in existence. Out in acrylic tube. There you go. Yeah. Alan Cable yeah. ideas. Well, you know, you're not that you're not that far away at the Fountain Blue and down in Miami. We put together a aquarium system for their uh, restaurant. It's in the back of the house of their restaurants. They have a number of of um, five star restaurants, and it's all for feeder fish. Well, uh, so they they actually get to see. Well, but the but the patrons don't get to see the fish. Do the fish get to see the patrons eating the fish? I mean, that's kind of weird. That's creepy. (laughs) If you are a VIP guest at the Fountain Blue, you get a tour of that facility. Okay. Well, I love this. I love what you guys are doing. Checking out this Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern on Nat Geo. It is wild. Yeah, Nat Geo Wild. That's the better one, isn't it? That's the better one. No, I I have another question. Can fish survive in outer space because the shuttle could use? You know, an aquarium in the shuttle would be nice in the space station. That's uh, you know, you don't have to answer him. He's just. <laughs> I I would say as long as humans can survive, then uh, the fish would be able to survive, no problem. <laughs> Beautiful. There I is... do want to put an aquarium on a plane. That would be one, cool. Yeah. That's one place we have not put aquariums yet. We've done you know multiple yacht projects, um, and of course any anything on land, that's for sure. I but, would think uh, that would be quite a challenge, especially see, flying that. Yeah. yeah. See, these, these guys be. don't get me. I'm, I'm forward thinking, aren't I? See, I'm I'm right on the same path as you are. Alan, no one gets. Get no one gets. It's, you. it's okay. He's on the cutting edge, and yeah. you know they thought a lot of people were crazy before they invented something really great. So, uh, don't worry about Alan. Thank you, Matt, for uh, tolerating us and uh, telling us about the Caesar Milan fish tank or the koi pond that's going in. And I will look forward to it Monday night. 9 p.m. Eastern on Nat Geo Wild. We're going to head back to the phones next. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. So you guys cut me off with Matt. I had some more stuff I wanted to talk to him about. Like, like you know what would be great? To, like to pick up women at a bar as if like you had an aquarium in your stomach. Like you just lift your shirt and there's fish swimming in there. Hey, look at this. Look at this. Where, no other where do we find him? I, I don't know. They did have necklaces that girls would wear around oh, their yeah. neck. Remember, Remember the next day they had yeah. the bras, the actual oh, bras. Oh, the bras, yeah, too. The bras. Yeah. I forgot about yeah. the bra. Yeah, you lift your shirt and you got a goldfish this, this in the bra. This is for, for see, real. See, yeah. that, that just distracts from the actual, you know, because you don't really need fish in a bra. You know, guys are going to stare there anyway. Well, no, but you can go down <laughs> and you can say, hey, is that like an angelfish? <laughs> oh, jeez. No, I'm yeah, just going to say, have... I think that sounds actually inhumane to those poor little fish to squeeze them into a padded yeah. cup. <laughs> That's, right. That's right, Dr. Debbie. You're, especially if it's underwire. That's just wrong. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405.
Hey everybody, this is Brett Michaels, and I just want to say, you, right now, want to take, wait, give me the line again, my brain skipped. <laughs> Brett Michaels. And... I just had one of my brain hemorrhage brain farts. Oh, Go don't ahead. do that, say don't that do that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Trust me, it's me. Go okay. ahead. Animal radio, Brett Michaels animal radio. You got it, I knew the animal radio, like, okay, here we go. Hey, this is Brett Michaels, you're listening to animal radio, and take care of your pets, they will rock your world. Stressful things during the day can keep you awake at night. Instead of sleeping, your mind is still spinning from stress. Unisom is the help you need to fall asleep. Unisom sleep tabs are a clinically proven effective OTC sleep aid. You fall asleep 33% faster by easing into your natural sleep cycle. With Unisom, you wake refreshed and ready. Here's your morning traffic report. Unisom. A stressful day deserves a restful night. Use is directed active ingredient toxilamine succinate versus control in a clinical study. Well, ring-a-ding-ding, the year was 1936, and Leo and Lillian Goodwin were hot to trot for the world to save some big bucks on automotive insurance. So they opened up a little joint called Geico. Geico had the goods for all the dolls and Joes who were keen on swell service and keeping the cabbage. Flash forward over 75 years, and Geico is still helping customers save money every day and with 97% customer satisfaction. Today, the peeps would refer to that as pretty darn tight. Geico, saving people money for over 75 years. Here's a surprising summertime fact from Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. We all know that irritants like bug bites and poison ivy can make you itch. But what you might not know is how. Actually, it's the histamines your body creates in reaction to these irritants that make you miserable. But now that scratch has met its match. Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. Its maximum strength itch medicine blocks your itch-causing histamines fast for long-lasting relief. Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. The relief you've been itching for. Use as directed. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit FosterAndSmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. The latest survey on pet health is out, and it's not good. The Pet Health Report is compiled by Banfield Pet Hospital from its records of animals that they saw in the last year. Now, this time around, it includes about 2.3 million dogs and about 470,000 cats. The report found that one in every 300 cats is infected with feline immunodeficiency virus, or FIV, The majority are male cats. Infections of Lyme disease, up 21%. That's transmitted through ticks. The largest number of cases seen in New Hampshire, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island. The data is used to decide what diseases are on the increase and where they're centered. It also can help to track new or emerging diseases like canine influenza. There's a salmonella outbreak that has made over 130 people sick in 31 states over the past two years, and they finally have figured out where it's coming from. The CDC says bearded dragon lizards are the ones. More than half the people infected were kids under the age of five, and 42% of patients had to be hospitalized. Now, before this outbreak, less than 25 salmonella cases were reported every year. Bearded dragons, pretty popular pets. They're native to Australia. They come in a lot of different colors, like gray, red, and yellow. They're actually very cool looking. 
The pet industry is now working with public health officials to determine the source of the bearded dragons linked to the outbreak. Now, there is an app for just about everything these days, and this is one I want to get. This is a pet first aid app, and it's coming from the American Red Cross. And it's designed for dogs and cats and includes advice on all sorts of everyday emergencies, things like what to do if your pet eats something toxic or is bleeding from an injury. It has videos and step-by-step instructions to follow. It also lets you create a profile for your individual pets and store your vet's contact info. And it can use GPS to help you find the nearest vet's office during an emergency. And here is just one of those purely amazing stories that happen time to time. This one from Clinton, New Jersey. A girl named Christina Summit was tending bar at a Holiday Inn and talking to a couple at the bar. And during the course of the conversation, she confided that her Great Dane lab mix Tucker had undergone emergency surgery that day after he swallowed a hard plastic toy ball. The man said something about the surgery being expensive. Christina said the bill, yeah, was going to be about $2,700, but she would do whatever she had to do for Tucker. When the couple closed out their bill, they added a $1,000 tip. Christina, yeah, she started crying. Oh, I would have just melted. She tried to refuse the tip, and the couple said, keep it, no way, keep it. Turns out, this couple's done this kind of thing before. They want to remain anonymous, and Tucker, he's doing fine and recovering at home. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Well, ring-a-ding-ding, the year was 1936, and Leo and Lillian Goodwin were hot to trot for the world to save some big bucks on automotive insurance. So they opened up a little joint called Geico. Geico had the goods for all the dolls and Joes who were keen on swell service and keeping the cabbage. Flash forward over 75 years, and Geico is still helping customers save money every day and with 97% customer satisfaction. Today, the peeps would refer to that as pretty darn tight. Geico, saving people money for over 75 years. Kmart and Sears are giving Shop Your Way members surprise points, but they're more like surprise points because they're only good till May 14th. You can use surprise. points at Kmart or Sears towards your qualifying purchases, like new spring dresses for a surprise stroll through the park or a new grill for a surprise barbecue. Pretty surprising, isn't it? Kmart and Sears surprise points are valid now through May 14th. Hurry and check shopyourway.com to see your surprise points and shop today. Amount of points awarded based on membership status and other factors. See shopyourway.com for details. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Des Moines resident Clarence Fenton was recently charged with driving under the influence of drugs. His dog's drugs. Authorities say the phenobarbital that was in his bloodstream when he crashed into a utility pole with his car had been prescribed by a vet. 47-year-old Fenton said he took what he thought were the doctor-prescribed antidepressants when police reports show his car hit the pole. His blood work showed that Fenton had actually taken seizure control pills prescribed for his dog, Saturn. Tammy Noble of the Poison Control Center said the story is more common than you'd think. She said they've had three cases this year. 
people often take their pet's heartworm medication. Ooh. This would be a good time to remind you to read the labels of any medication you're taking. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 to the Dream Team. You can also ask your questions using the Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry. It's a free download. I almost said Blueberry again. I was going to say, I don't know what you're going to say. Yeah, you do. It's a, it's a free download, plus lots of resources over there, and uh, you can listen to the shows. Uh, this week, this hero this week is really cool. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Fetch ID Microchip Registration. If you can't find your pet with a Google search, neither can a rescuer. And with Fetch ID, rescuers can contact owners in an instant on the web at www.fetch-id.com. I'm sorry, I'm out of breath. Wow. I don't want you to think that just because this week's Hero of the Week also is a fine musician, that we're, you know, just focusing on musicians. We're focusing on anybody that does great work for the animals. And this guy, Joey Herrick, and his partner in crime, Doc Halligan, are joining us. Hey, guys, how you doing? Great. How are you? Very well. Now, let's tell listeners what you're doing, because I think it is amazing. Of course, many listeners know that we started Animal Radio really to to bring attention to the amount of animals that are being euthanized in the shelter simply because they're homeless. And that was uh, 13 years ago. And at that time, there was about 6 to 7 million animals a year. I think it was even higher than that. I think it was closer to 10 at that time. Being euthanized. Mm -hmm. Basically, because people wouldn't spay their animals. There was just a proliferation of animals. And a lot of people had different reasons for not spaying their animals. But I think through education and a awareness that has changed and you guys have put together a great program and i gotta say it's it's something that i am not sure if you're you're running a non-profit there but i know this is a passion of yours and a lot of hard work and hours have been put in for this joey tell us about it yeah. oh yes uh, we are a non-profit and uh, you know the lucy pet foundation uh, was started to you know stop pet overpopulation uh, by having a national spay and neuter program and also uh any cause that benefits animal welfare, uh, we're all for it. Like, you know, one of our big causes is to stop the gas chambers in the United States. Uh, there's still uh, uh, 22 states that uh, kill dogs by gas. Unbelievable. And, uh, we're working. It's unbelievable in this day and age, and it's a horrible way for them to to uh, kill an animal, and uh, our animals deserve better, so we're we're all about that cause, too. But, you know, the main cause is, is staying near the pet so that the animals aren't into the shelters to begin with. Yeah, you got this vehicle and you go around the LA area, spaying and neutering. You got a, a bunch of docs, including Doc Halligan, who, who's there with you, uh, doing snip yeah. snip all the time, huh? Snip snip, yeah, that's my motto. Snip it good with the little scissor thing. No, really though, you know what we're trying to get out there is that I, I think it's you know the best thing to do for your dog or cat. Um, the studies show that pets that are spayed and neutered live forty percent longer. Wow than pets that are not spayed and neutered. So it's really the best thing to do for your pet. You know, I understand that I think people are understanding it now. I think the education is getting out there, but there's still the financial cost. A lot of people can't afford it. Well, which is why, you know, we're going around and, you know, we're, uh, uh, you know, we're offering low-cost spay and neuter. Uh, and uh, when donations come in or we've done, uh, we just were down in Indio, California, and, and uh, a person down there helped sponsor it 
and we went down for two days. We vaccinated 600 animals wow. and spayed and neutered 91 more. And uh, uh, it was it was great. I mean, it was it, it's so rewarding to 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 when we went to India. Uh, the people were so appreciative that that was all sponsored. It was free for them, and it was just uh, a great feeling. And you know you're doing good, and uh, that's what we're all about. Where, so you get the, your money from strictly donations? And donations. Uh, you know, people, we started a program, which is uh, a quarter a day for neuter and spay. And people are signing up to do that, which is $7.50 a month. And if I had 100,000 people in the country involved in that program, that means I could have 18 buses uh, out there spay and neutering. I'm looking at the bus, and I encourage listeners to head on over to LucyPetFoundation.org and take a look at the bus. It is When you say bus, it really does it no justice <laughs> because it is a full-blown operating room. How much does one of those things cost? Uh, about $300,000 wow. fully uh, loaded. And then you got to have someone to drive it around and gas. So something like this costs a little bit of money, so I encourage you. You're listening now. How about a dollar? $5, $10, whatever you have right now. Here's an organization that's doing hard work. And you know what? When we talk about big organizations, you've heard me say this before, like the ASPCA or the Humane Society, you send them 20 bucks, and they're going to use that 20 bucks to send you another solicitation. This foundation here, they're doing hard work. You send them 20 bucks, it's going right to help spay and neuter and, and vaccinate and do these kinds of things that some people really can't afford to do for their animals. You know, and this is something that I don't, uh, take a salary for. I will never take a salary from the Lucy Pet Foundation. Well, that's why you're I mean, my hero this week. Awesome. Well, um, yeah. uh, and, and my hero is my wife, because when I first decided to start this, I sat down with my wife, Linda, and said, Linda, I'm going to take $700,000 and start a, the Lucy Pet Foundation. And she said, okay. And I said, and I'm never going to make a salary. And she said, okay. She said, what about traveling? I said, well, we're going to go start with going to Lancaster and Downey and Indio, where uh, the uh, pet overpopulation is out of control. I, I don't think that what that was the kind of traveling she had in mind, but that's what we're doing. You've worked so hard all your life. Of course, people that uh, that may not be familiar with you, you worked as and the musician tie-in. I should make that right now. Is of course you were on the John Davidson show. Does that show how Does old I am? Us? Yes. Yeah, that's been a few the years. The kids are going, who? And then you were at the helm of Natural Balance for, for quite a while there, doing a fine job there, making a great food. It's great to see that you're not taking a salary, but you're really helping the animals and doing great work that's going to hopefully be nationwide soon. Well, dogs and cats were were great to me and my family, and uh, you know I'm giving back. Throughout the years of Natural Balance, I, I've donated millions of pounds to animal rescue groups because I always believed it was the animal rescue groups that were going into the shelters and getting the dogs out, putting them in fosters. They were doing the work, and they helped uh, curb the euthanasia rates. But there's not enough animal rescue people to go around. There's not enough homes to go around, and you've got to stop the animals coming into the shelter. Exactly. Before we go, I know Joey's over here. Joey, you got to be proud. And the know, other Joey. I mean, well, everything Karen does is, you know, is good, and you know, I, I, she's talked real highly about you, Joey. Just so you know, um, but um, you know, everything she's involved. in. I, I know that you don't have a drive the bus because I've driven with Karen before, and what? Um, there, Wait, well, Joey, there wouldn't no, be I, there wouldn't be a bus. I drove the bus. So don't, no, I did, right, Joey? And, that, and yes, I didn't that know was how a mistake. I, I, I forgot to tell her a very important piece of information <laughs> when, she, when she climbed behind the wheel, that, that it's air brakes. 
Air brakes. Uh oh. Okay. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh is right. Guys, you're doing great work. Let's give out the website one more time. It's LucyPetFoundation.org, and of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show over at AnimalRadio.com. We're gonna head back to the phones toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five right now. Animal Radio's Hero People is brought to you by Fetch ID Microchip Registration. Can you find your pet with a Google search? If you can't, neither can a rescuer. Register your pet with Fetch ID and your pet will always be able to get back to you. Already registered with another service? That's okay. Register with Fetch ID for extra protection. Only $9.99. No yearly fees and free additional services. With Fetch ID, rescuers can contact owners in an instant. On the web at www.fetch-id.com. This is Animal Radio. For uh, a Cumberland County dog, he's lucky he got out of jury duty. Yeah, I know. Strange. He, <laughs> I don't know if you saw this story. Either. Wait a minute. How does he get out of jury duty when I can't? Griner the Fourth. Griner the yes. Fourth. A uh, what kind of dog was he? Do we see here? Any? He, he was big. I know that. Big dog. He was a big dog. Five-year-old big German dog. Shepherd is what it says here. Uh-huh. Apparently, his owner Barrett Griner the Fourth. The uh, county's coordinator says the computer likely mistook the man's numeral for his first name, and, and they uh, released him from jury duty. So the dog <laughs> dog won't have to go to jury duty. That's, hmm. that's too bad, because I'd rather be judged by a dog. A dog's going to be fair. I know. Far more fair. Yeah. What's that saying? Be the person that your dog thinks you are? Yeah, that's What's it. that saying? Be the person your dog thinks you are. <laughs> Because Where'd your dog you thinks thing? you're fantastic. Dog I've dog? heard that before. They give you that unconditional love. Uh-huh. Hey, it's Vinny Penn, your party animal, coming at you on Animal Radio. Good day. I don't know why Crocodile Dundee just popped in. Uh, I want to talk to you about uh, recently uh, down at uh, the local pet store, and I saw the signs... Uh, Guy came in looking for a sign to convey to people visiting his house that he had a large dog. He want, he didn't want beer, beware of dog. He wanted something that said along the lines of beware of large dog. And he was surprised that he couldn't find it. Uh, maybe they exist. You know, maybe they don't. Uh, and, of course, the person helping him at the store, I don't have any clue if they existed or not. For him, he was just, I, I overheard him saying, you know, my dog's a sweetheart, but he's he's a large dog. And I would just want people stopping by to know Marmaduke is here. You may be terrified as this huge dog comes lumbering at you, but basically you're just going to get a bath in spit and a whole lot of love. And he was surprised that these signs didn't exist or that he couldn't find one at this store or whatever. My thought is, uh, if they don't exist, I mean, let's run the gamut. Beware of leg-humping dog. Beware of dog who will like the taste of your blood. Beware of wife who's going to scare the hell out of you as she reprimands the dog for running towards you and or barking. There's a variety of signs to be made. This is yet again your party animal coming at you and and 
at missing an opportunity to patent something, to copyright something, and make money. There are all sorts of beware of Mad Lib style, you know, fill in the blank type dogs right here. Send them to me, Vinny at AnimalRadio.com or check me out, www.vinnypen.net. Uh, send them to me there. Beware of dog that will eat your pocketbook and belch loudly afterwards. Beware of dog that will accidentally urinate on you. In parentheses, maybe not accidentally. <laughs> Vinny Pen, Party Animal, Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. If you got yourself one of those Yorkshire Terriers, those Shih Tzus, those Bugs, or those Mini Schnauzers you want to check out, Dr. Debbie's book, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. It's available over at Kindle and links to it over at AnimalRadio.com. How about we talk to Josh? You want to talk to Josh? Hey, Josh, how are you doing? Good, and you? Splendid. Where are you calling from today? Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Is that home? What's that? I just asked if that was home. I'm being nosy. <laughs> you asked for what he had for lunch, too? Yeah. <laughs> well, what's going on, Josh? This is Dr. Debbie here. I have a, uh, she's about six months Shih Tzu that we've gotten. We've had in the family for six months now. And um, we, she has a constant battle of fleas. We have tried everything from collars to dips to drops to shampoos to bombing the house out with um, you know, they get rid of the, all the insects and stuff, and we cannot get rid of them, and we feel so bad for her. I mean, it gets mm-hmm. to the point where they end up on my daughter some, a lot of times, or well, my wife even. Icky, it's, I know. Fleas, fleas are nasty things, and I, I'd have to tell you, this, this among many years, we've had some really bad flea seasons across the country. So the thing you have to realize is fleas exist outdoors. You are not going to kill all the fleas in the world. The, the goal and the challenge that you have is to try to control them on your dog and in your home. So as long as your doggy is going outside, we have the risk of being reinfested with fleas. So you got to recognize that because a lot of people get very frustrated with flea control. And obviously, we want them out of our house and off of the pets and ourselves. But this is a cycle that is always going to be at risk if you're in a heavy flea area. So um, for me, that's the, the first thing. And the, the next steps that we really have to look at is that Flea control isn't a one-time thing. Um, it can take repeated treatment for the flea life cycle to really be extinguished. So um, you just keep in mind, uh, when we talk about fleas and their life cycle, uh, 5% of the whole flea life cycle accounts for the adults that are actually on the pet. So there's 95% of fleas that are in the eggs, the pupa, and the larva stages elsewhere in your home that have not hatched. So you may be treating your pet, but in order to kill off those immature stages, it's going to take more work. And that's the biggest thing is to really stay faithful. So I always say we got to go for at least three months continuously before we can expect those all those different generations of the flea life cycle to be squashed. And if your pet is going back outside, we're getting reinfested. So you're getting new generations that are going to be coming on, new adults that are going to be popping onto the pet. So um, that is just the facts of life when it comes to fleas. So, um, is there any you know, without- better than other ones? 
You know, it, it, there's a lot of question about that. And I'll tell you, what I recommend is really using different products that hit different cycles of the flea life cycle. So if you're just using a flea collar, eh, you know, most of those really aren't very effective in treating a pet um, globally for this flea problem. So I like to use a combination of an oral product and kind of like a spot-on product. And what many of the oral products do is they're quick kills. So they, those you generally give once a month. Sometimes we'll do those more frequently even as often as a couple times a week, um, daily in really bad cases. Those are, you'll need to see your veterinarian for. But those kill off the adults very effectively. And many of them, um, shortly after the pill, those suckers will be hopping off. So um, I always kind of recommend to do this and keep your pets outside <laughs> to keep those fleas from hopping back on. Um, but, but that is definitely um, a good way is to start with the orals to kill off the adults. And then we follow up with a product that has something that's going to affect the different generations of the fleas. So with those, um, you know, just throwing out some different names out there. Um, for instance, Frontline is their basic product. Frontline Plus has a component that treats those immature forms. So you want to kind of work with your veterinarian and make sure you're getting the right stuff and that we're using it frequently enough. Um, there is some also talk out there that there could be resistance that fleas are developing to a lot of our common uh, pest control products or flea control products. And there's some debate on that, um, but um, some different strategies we find is that if we use different products and we kind of switch it up um, at different times of the season, um, you know, kind of helps to not stick with one product and, and hopefully that those fleas don't get resistant to our efforts with those, um, those medications. So. So okay. I don't have a single product that I would really tell you, but, um, you know, some of the different oral ones, uh, Capstar is one, um, and then, you know, Advantage or Advantix 2 is another that has an insect growth regulator that gets kind of more generations of fleas. So that is kind of the scoop. And, and I would have to tell you, if she's 10, you said 10 months old, 5 months old? She's 6 months old. Six months old. So she's just a baby. So she's, you know, she's just developing those whole generations of eggs, going to larva, going to the pupa, and then going to the adult. So you're going to have to keep battling this. Now, do you have cats, um, other pets in the home? I have one um, cat. She's uh, 10 years old. She stays in the house. Okay. So, and then we also have to make sure we are treating her for fleas at the same time. It's a a battle trying to get her and trying to clean her up, but (laughs) she does not like the water. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and you know, that's where, you know, baths and dips, you know, you can do that, but in a lot of cases, um, you know, I, I'm a fan of some of the spot on products that have a sustained effect that lasts for about a month. Um, you may find less scratches, uh, giving your cat a, or giving that than giving your cat a bath. Um, but okay. always with kitties, and I like to just kind of get that out there for listeners. Cats are very sensitive to, um, a lot of the dog. Um, flea control products. So you don't want to mix and match. You always want to use the full amount of the product on your pet, whether it's a dog or cat. Don't split doses to try to save money between your pets. Um, and okay. make sure you're, you're battling it on a regular basis. Um, so if you haven't talked to your vet, I would pick up that phone call and see if you need to get an, one of the oral um, uh, flea medications to help uh, facilitate your, your battle with the flea. Okay, I appreciate it very much. You know what? We were battling the fleas and uh, we used the spot-ons, and we actually changed from one spot-on to another, and suddenly it started to work. I guess they got some kind of resistance. But the, the Comfortis, which is the pill that you were talking about earlier, I don't know mm-hmm. by name. It worked wonders. It was miracle drug. That's all we have time for today. Hey, I want to thank Matt Roy from the Fish Tank Kings for joining us. Remember, you can ask your questions right from the Animal Radio app, so download it now for iPhone, Android, and Apple. Oh, excuse me, iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry. 
There's there's a few fruits in there. It's an apple and the blueberry and the. Just download yeah. it now. It's free. Okay. All right, I gotta go poop, baby cats. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> there you go. Have a good glamour, glamour. Poop. How do you how do you poop a cat? You squeeze it real tight. Just yeah. well, not real tight. Just Is slowly. That like, when you, like like when you purge a dog's anal gland. That's very much time. very much the same thing. These little kittens, they have no idea how to do it because their mothers actually lick their anuses to. Uh, well, they lick their bellies. You need to, if you rub a circle on their bellies, you kind of stimulate mm. their yeah. bowels. So, so that's what Tammy's doing. So yeah. when you're thinking about the Animal Radio crew after the show today, what they're doing. That miniature golf. Hi. Bye. 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 This is Animal Radio Network.